What is up, everybody? It is the Make It Happen podcast with myself, Nolan Ulm. I'm super, super excited today to have the one and only Fred Rowe, Freaky Fred, Fred Dog, Freddie Roberson on the podcast. My guy uh, from Rainier Beach, the dude, absolute freak of nature and an incredible receiver, uh, has hips like no other. <laughs> but uh, Freddie, I played with him for about three, four years. I don't know. It's kind of escaping me now. But Freddie, uh, for you guys who don't know, he recently entered the portal. He's going to be playing at Mississippi State for his uh, final senior year uh, over there in the SEC. So I'm super, super excited for him. I say this later in the podcast, but Freddie was the first guy I met when I came on campus. So I'll tell you this quick story just to start this, this podcast off. I touched down in Spokane from Canada. COVID pushed everything back, right? So I get here September 18th and we don't end up having a fall season, but we play in the spring. So I touch down, get into the airport. Coach Pat picks me up. Um, you know, it's kind of just weird, right? I'm in in the U.S. officially now and, and we're going back to the university, going to get settled in the dorms and get everything situated. And we're driving back and he, he picks me up and we're driving and, and all of a sudden we see... We're pulling up on someone walking, and I don't. I've heard a lot about Freddie because Coach Pat used to talk about him, but I didn't really know like what he looked like. Obviously, I hadn't seen him in person. So we're driving down the last little road to to Cheney, approaching Roost Field, and and lo and behold, there's Freddie, <laughs> and he's walking back from the facilities, and it's a pretty long walk back to Eagle Point. That's where he lives. So I would say it's probably about a 15, 20 minute walk at least uh, back to where he lives from the facilities. So he's walking back. And we pull around and, and Coach Pat picks him up. And I don't even know if we were allowed to do this, but <laughs> Coach Pat picks him up. It's like a two-minute drive to his house. Picks him up, puts him in the, the car, whatever. And, and there it, it all started. I met Freddie. I remember him being just such a nice guy, so welcoming to me. Um, and, and literally, I go back to the dorm. We talk, we, we talk real quick. Um, he leaves the car and we're like, all right, we'll be here tonight. I go back to the dorm, get my dorm situated. And then, boom, I go right to that middle school, the legendary, they got a name after him, the Freddie Roberson Field, uh, right by Eagle Point. Um, and, and we meet there that night and get that working. And that ended up being the first of hundreds, maybe even thousands of times that we got working, trained. I remember a, a DB who ended up leaving our team as well. He came and we got releases with him. But that was just my little intro on Freddie, man. Such a great guy. So welcoming to me. I freaking sucked at football when I got there, but he didn't treat me any differently. He he helped me, coached me, and pushed me to, to be where I am and then to keep going on the journey that I am. So I'm super grateful to have met Freddie and played with him. Uh, seriously, the freakiest guy I've ever seen play football. His hit, like, I, there's no one else that runs better routes than Freddie Roberson. I promise you that. So without further ado, here goes the podcast. I appreciate you guys. Rate, review, share this one around. This is a good one. Uh, the Washington native, Freddie Roberson. Here he is. All right, so I got Freddie Roberson here um, from Rainier Beach. Freddie, you can go ahead and just kind of say anything you want to say about yourself, what you want people to know. Uh, yeah, man, what's, what's going on, my man? No, man, you know. It's uh pretty cool to hop hop on your new uh podcast. So yeah, let me uh explain myself. So um I'm from Rainer Beach High School, um born and raised in Seattle, Washington. Currently I'm a redshirt junior right now at Eastern Washington and um I'm a receiver, so you know, you probably heard Nolan talk about DBK, so 
Yeah, that's where I'm from too. So, um, so yeah, so that's pretty much uh, about me. You know, the little, the little uh, base of me. So, yeah. So yeah, we kind of I said it to you before I came in here, but you've been you've been moving around uh, quite a bit. A lot of people asking you questions, um, and I've kind of been looking at some of the interviews too, which I think are super, super cool. Um, just to start it off, um, you talked a little bit about in one of your interviews about how much your your family means to you, and how your heroes are your parents. Um, do you kind of want to talk about that too? Because that was gonna be one of my questions to you, like who who is your hero and and why. Um, definitely, definitely. I'll definitely have to say my mom and my dad, really. So, uh, pretty much growing up, I have, I have about six siblings, including me. So, you know, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot of kids. Yeah, you know, sure. no, no matter what, you know, family you're in, but, uh, they're my heroes just because of the sacrifices they made just for me and my brothers and my sister and things like that, you know, for us to get where we're at now and, you know, growing up and then making all the sacrifices for me to go to those uh, basketball camps or whatever, sports camps, or make the trips that I need to make. So it was just them, you know, being able to uh, create opportunities for us, you know, and put us first before themselves. And that's pretty much what they did. And and I saw the grit and pretty much the hustle that they had and, and basically like the will that they had to, you know, put food on the table for me and my siblings. You know, and I kind of noticed that at a young age, so that was something that I'm kind of grateful for to see. So it makes me, you know, make sure I don't take nothing for granted. Like any opportunities that I have in life, you know, that's mm-hmm. what my parents made sure, you know, that I knew growing up was you never take nothing for granted. You know, and you always count your blessings, you know, and, and that's just how I lived, you know, and up until this point, that's how I take everything I do in life, you know, that's why even in this game of football, especially especially me going to college and things like that, I see this as a second opportunity, so I know not to mess anything up, you know? So, yeah, I'll say my parents, man, my parents, they've, they've done a lot. They've done a lot of things, you know? And just to, just to see them all through all these years and see what they've done and what they're capable of, it's almost like, it's real inspiring, you know, and it helps me and gives me the energy and motivation that I need to, you know, keep pursuing my dreams and my goals here at Eastern and to hopefully play in the NFL one day. Yeah, oh, that's really, really cool. I think I think that's, I mean, that gives you your perspective, right? And, uh, I mean, it's no it's no uh, surprise your work ethic that you have and, and, you know, where you've got that from, so that's really cool. What does success mean to you? Man, so, you know... Success, that, you know, success really, it means it means something different to everybody. You know, success always has a different meaning to what anybody's chasing. But mm-hmm. success, in my eyes, is really just, you know, knowing that, you know, whether you reach your goals or not, the success is knowing in the fact that you did everything you could, you know. Whether you've, whether you've got the outcome that you was wishing for or not, just you knowing that you did everything in your power you know, to achieve that goal or whatever and knowing that you're okay with whatever the outcome may be in the end. So I'll just say just being just 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 being happy in the end, you know, at the end of your goal and at the end of your journey. You know, that's what that's what I see in success and you know, it may be different it may be different for everybody, you know, and that's all right. But just as long as you're happy with the end results, that's that's what success is. Yeah. 
No, that's really cool. And I totally agree with you, too, because when you say that, you're defining the game as winnable, right? A lot of people put things where it, it's not necessarily um, realistic or even even if you do achieve your goals, well, then what now, right? The thing that you have is it's eternal. You're always going to, no matter what, football or not, it's you trying to leave everything on the table, like you said, right? Absolutely. So I completely agree, and I think that's awesome. Um, kind of off of that, and these are just I like asking these kind of fundamental mm-hmm. questions. See, like how your your brain works, and for you know all listeners, a lot of young guys listening, just see you know what it looks like at the top. Um, what? Why do you wake up? What's your What's your purpose day to day? You know, that's 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 funny because I didn't even start realizing that until I got to college. You know, especially as athletes, you know, there's pe- there's a lot of athletes that are truly naturally gifted and you know, have truly have a God-given talent. And, you know, my dad always used to tell me growing up, like, you know, you can really, you, you have a real shot at playing this game. You know, you have a real talent for this game. And, you know, there's other kids that truly wish they had the type of talent that you had. And, you know, at a young age, you know, you just really couldn't comprehend, you know, what your parents talking about when, you know, you hear something like that. So, you know, as I got older and started realizing it, and then I hit college and, you know, you start seeing all these kids that, really that really look up to you and really see really see your journey and see and then see that they're mo- motivated and inspired by that so it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like you know it brings joy to you so you know I realized at a time like you know I wake up to inspire others you know I was blessed with the gift and with the talent to play this game and you know people love watching me play and people are inspired when they do see me play and things like that just like little kids mm-hmm. so Basically, what wakes me up is just inspiring the next, inspiring the next generation of athletes. You know, that's really cool. Because I got siblings too that look up to me. I got a younger brother that, you know, tries to wear my football jersey when he goes to his football practices and things like that. And now that I'm older, it's, it's like, dang, you know, it's kind of crazy seeing that. And it's just like, every day you wake up, you just want to get, you just want to be better than you were the next day. Mm-hmm. Just, just for kids like that, just so that they can, just so you can show them. You know, that you can keep going, that you can keep getting better and that you can reach whatever goal that you're trying to reach. And if I can do that, then that gives the younger kids, you know, hope and inspiration to chase whatever they're chasing, you know, have the courage to chase whatever they're chasing, whether it's impossible or not, you know, showing them that it truly really doesn't matter, you know, if you put your mind to it. So that's the reason why I wake up every day. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome kind of off of that right and we've talked a lot about this is probably one of the biggest things I wanted you to cover I saw you cover it a little bit in the other interview but um what is your mindset toward greatness and, and tell them the story about where, where that came from you know talking to coach Pat and stuff <laughs> so yeah 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 coach Pat yeah first off yeah coach coach Pat McKinn yeah he's uh when this is all said and done he'll definitely be one of those guys who's played a huge role in the reason why I will get to where I'm at, you know, and I give a huge shout out to him because he's he's done more than he can possibly know, like on and off the field for me and he's one of the main reasons why I have this type of mindset that I have and the type of mindset that I bring to the game is because of Coach Pat, you know, so yeah, I wanna say, um my mindset towards greatness is basically is basically doing everything you can to reach it, whether you know you're gonna fail some days and you're gonna win some days, but the main thing is you gotta keep the main thing the main thing. 
you know, it it really takes what it takes, and that's what I learned from Coach Pat is, you know, it's not it's not always gonna go perfect, and that's the thing. It's not gonna be a straight line. You're gonna have some ups. You're gonna have some downs. You know, you're gonna have things that's gonna happen that you wouldn't think would happen, but you gotta stay mentally strong, and that was the thing for me was you know, switching to receiver, and especially in college, it was kind of like you know. I wanted to be the guy so fast and so quick, and I had to learn real quick that it's going to take patience and it's going to take you really learning learning the basics, and that's where it's going to start if, you know, you really want to be great. And one thing I learned from him was you got to master the basics because it's like, you know, you got to walk before you can run. <laughs> and that's what I did. It was just day in and day out after 20, I want to say after 2019 season, um, that's when I had to talk with Coach Pat, and I told him my goals and what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do, and the goals that I had. And he told me, you know, it's 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 not gonna be perfect, but you gotta be ready for it. You gotta be ready for the heartbreaks and the disappointments and it all. And that's just what's gonna come with the process. But you can't be so focused on the goal that you forget about the process. And that's one thing I've kept always up until this point was just focus on getting one percent better. 1% better each and every day and let everything take care of itself. And I truly believe that. And once I started noticing as time went on, I just started seeing my game grow and grow and grow and grow. And at that point, that's when I started to believe, like, you know, what he's talking about is real. Like, it's real, it's genuine. And I just stuck I just stuck to his sayings and stuck to what he said. And, you know, ever, ever since then, it's just like my game just, you know, skyrocketed and, I'm just trying to continue what I'm just trying to continue his teachings really and what he taught me ever since I first met him. So so yeah, greatness greatness is is you willing to do whatever it takes to reach whatever goal or dream that you have. You know, that's that's the that's that's the dream, you know. The dream's truly in the process cuz cuz at the time you truly you, you truly you truly won't know how good you are until you finish the process. You know, you truly won't be ready to receive whatever dream you have until you finish the process. And that's why I feel like a lot of people, you know, kind of forget. Uh, they get so focused on the goal that they don't realize the process is what's shaping them and what's building them for that. Even if they don't receive the goal or receive the reward at the end, it's the process that matters the most because you're different in the end. You know, you're not who you was in the beginning. And that's how it was for me. So. You know, that's the way he had me see it. And up until now, it's, it's paid his dividends, and I'm going to just keep going that way. Mm-hmm. No, that's really cool. And even, you know, the talks that we've had, obviously a lot more than we could ever put on this podcast. But yeah. um, the biggest thing, that, and I took it to my camp too, I told them, like, and this was when we had that, that, that really big talk on the field about, you know, like you're saying, like it's the process, and when you really, what you mean by that is, is greatness isn't in the future. It's not in the past. Like you know what I mean. Like when you talk about, um, it's not going to be perfect. You know, people when they when they want it to be perfect, it's them focusing on the past, right? Things not going the way they wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. And then when you say, um, you know, focusing on the goals too much, well, that's too much future focus. You have to focus that greatness is only in the present. The only moment that's real is the present moment. Right now is the only real moment. Me and you sitting here. That's it. Exactly. Everything else is, is, is not existent, right? Exactly, exactly. So I just, I, I think that's all just truth that you're spitting. So you talked about it a little bit in there, but let's talk about, a little bit about your past. 
So you went to Rainier Beach. For those who don't know, Rainier Beach is the Hooper School in Washington, probably one of the best in, in the country, really. Um, and Jamal Crawford, right, came from there. What what was – how did you decide between basketball and football? Because you were incredible at both, right? So what, what was that process like? Yeah, so, so yeah, okay, let's start from the beginning. Um, so basically I started playing – I started playing both sports at about – I want to say about six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. That's when I started playing basketball and football. So um, I kind of realized, I kind of, at, at a young, at a very young age, uh, my parents and them, you know, everybody kind of realized I had, a, I had a real, like, knack for football. You know, about the same time, I was I was pretty good at basketball, too. So um, throughout the years, I just I was just playing both sports. I was just switching football to basketball, football to basketball, and um I want to say going into like uh, probably going into like seventh grade. That's that's when I kind of started like for some reason I kind of started building a love for basketball a little more, getting closer and closer to high school. So um, I started like taking my attention more to travel basketball, like AAU. Uh, I was playing for Seattle Rotary, which is located in um, the Central District of Washington, and um, it was like a real powerhouse program, ranked in the country. Um, we played on. Uh, circuits against top teams, top guys in the country, you know, and um, that's where I really thought my future was going at the time. I really put all my attention in basketball, so that's when I kind of stopped playing football, and, you know, I kind of, in my head, kind of felt like I was hanging up the cleats in a way, so um, I want to say going into my freshman year of high school, uh, I I have an older brother. He's like, he's like three years older than me, I think, so um, going into my freshman year of high school, it it was his senior year, and at the time, um, he was going to play football. And my dad had asked me, you know, he's like, you know, it's your uh, brother's last year. You know, you guys, you know, you guys want to just, you know, play football one last time just to do it. And I was like, you know, like, sure. Like, you know, I guess like this is my last, very last time. I told him, like, you know, I'm done. I'm going to focus on playing basketball, you know, and trying to go to college because I'm thinking – I'm going to go to, like, Kentucky or Duke or something yeah. like that. So I'm like, man, let me focus on let me focus on who, Pop. So I was like, okay, I, I did it. I did it my freshman year. Um, I played varsity. I, you know, uh, I think I had, like, two touchdowns my freshman year of varsity. So, you know, that was something for me to be proud about, you know, kind of. And uh, my brother, he played DN and things like that. So he was, he was a big cat. And, uh so yeah, we had a pretty we had a pretty cool season high school. We had a pretty cool season my freshman year and then my sophomore year, that's when I transferred to Rainer Beach. So once I got to Rainer Beach, that's when, you know, I made up my mind, like I told Pops, like, you know, I'm at Rainer Beach now. This is like a powerhouse school. Uh, you know, Jamal Crawford, uh, Nate Robb, you know, so many guys came out of this high school, you know, I'm I'm, 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 I want to play basketball here when I go there because I want to go to college for Division One basketball. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's like, you know, he's like, okay, you know. So I sat out. I didn't play football my sophomore year. I just focused on basketball. And what the funny thing was, in the Rainier Beach community, I grew up in that community. So I grew up playing feeder. I grew up on the feeder team of Rainier Beach's feeder team. So, you know, everybody in the community knows me. You know, I grew up there. That's basically, you know, that's my hometown. Yeah. So when I go there, everybody's everybody's uh, egging me to play football. Everybody's trying to get me back on the field and this and that. And, you know, I'm telling them, uh, you know, I'm done playing football. You know, I'm, I'm trying to focus on college hoops and this and this and that. And um, 
So Darian's dad, Darian Sampson, his dad was the head coach and you know, he's known me since I was like since I was like six years old because me, Darian, um, Anthony Stale, uh, we all play, we all grew up together playing football together since we was like dang near babies. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so it was like the summer going into my junior year and I always used to see uh I always used to see our team, the football team outside on the football field practicing because we had open gym. We always had open gym around the same time they had football. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes I would go early and I would just sit in the stands and I would watch them. I would just watch them, watch them. And there was a lot of cats on the team that I just grew up playing football with. So, like, almost the whole football team I grew up since we was little kids playing football. So, it kind of gave me that nostalgic feeling like, man, like, you know, it brought back so many memories and things like that. And we had this janitor. We had this, uh, not janitor, but he was like a security guard janitor dude. And his name was Mr. Bramer. And um, he, I played with his son when we was younger. I played with his son, my okay. older brother did. So he kind of, so he knows me. He kind of knows who I was. And, you know, I always used to see him in the hallways and he always used to talk to me about, uh, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket because <laughs> you never know what could happen. And he always used to be like, man, you know, just, you know, you should just try to play football again. You know, that's your bread and butter. And that's what everybody used to say. And I just truly didn't believe it because I was like, nah, like, you know, college, college football, like, you see how big them dudes are? And, yeah. You know, I'm, I have this Hooper mindset, and I, didn't, <laughs> and I didn't see it at the time, but, it's, you know, they seen it, Darian's dad seen it, you know, they seen, they seen the talent potential I had to play the game, yeah. so um, it was just this one day, this one day I finally gave in to Coach Corey, and um, he caught me in the hallway, and he was like, uh, he said, you know, he said, give me two weeks. He said, just give me two weeks, and at the end of the two weeks, if you don't want to play no more, like, you know, I you know, I, I won't ask you ever again. So I was like, I was like, okay, bet, that's a deal. I'll give you two weeks, coach, like two weeks. And, you know, so in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, like, you know, we're going to see how this goes. Like, man, it's been like a few, it's been like a year or so, year or two since I actually played for real. And, and this is like, when I was really like, you know, I'm still like serious with basketball, but it's like I'm playing football now, so I might as well, you know, see where that goes with college and things like that. So I want to say one night um, I was with my pops and we was at the store and uh, he went in the store and I was just thinking back and I'm like, man, like I told myself I wouldn't do this freshman year, but here I go. So uh, I told my pops, you know, I told him, you know, I want to play football again. And, you know, he was excited about it because he's been trying to get me to play football again, too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I'll try it out again. You know, Coach Corey, you know, he's known my dad for a long time, too. So, you know, he told him all about it. So I was like, okay. So uh, junior year, I go out. We have a pretty we have a pretty successful year. Um, I, I end up, you know, making um, – I end up making all-conference teams, this and that. And, you know, I didn't really, I still wasn't really taking it that serious, though. I was just still taking it as, you know, I'm just out here just playing with my, just playing with my homeboys, you know, just playing with them. And I was just doing mm-hmm. this just to stay in shape for basketball. So going into my senior year, going into my senior year, that's when I got my first offer for football. That's when I got my very first offer. And it was just, it was just so funny because at the time, at the time, I was still like, I was still in the Hooper mindset, like, Oh man, like I'm about to get this football offer. I hope it don't scare away no basketball scouts <laughs> and stuff. So, so uh, that was my very first offer. And going to my senior year, that's uh, 
that's when Rainer Beach kind of started. To, we started to get put on the map, you know, in Washington with the team that we had. You know, we, we was very stacked, you know, to say the least. And so I played running back, you know, all throughout high school the whole time. And what had happened was Coach Corey sent a uh, – he sent my film to Eastern. He sent my film to Coach Best, I believe, or Coach Dumas. And um, this was when Darian and uh, Anthony still already received offers from Eastern. And so um, – Coach Corey told me, he told me Eastern was interested and I talked to Coach Dude quite a bit and and then um, you know, one day Coach Best ended up offering me. So, you know, I was pretty I was like, okay, like second offer, you know, like, okay, let's see let's see where this goes. It's starting. So now I'm starting to kinda of get a little more serious now, like like, whoa, like, okay, I think I can actually do this. Yeah. And so, um, you know, signing day's coming. And it's in, in you know, signing day's in February. So it's coming to signing day, and I'm towards the last minute. I'm still trying to make up my mind if I really want to do this football thing. Like, am I really going to sign? If I sign, I'm really going to be a football player again. So mm-hmm. weeks go by, and it's probably came down to, like, the last week, the last week of signing day. And I was just uh, I was just thinking about it, and, you know, Darian and Anthony, they had already committed to Eastern, and I was just like, you know, it's free school, free money. And <laughs> yeah. things. And if no, I don't yeah, like it, never hurts. <laughs> yeah, you know, and if I don't like it, I can uh, I can go and play basketball, play on a basketball team or something. Yeah. So I told, so I end up committing. You know, I put it out there on Twitter. You know, I'm committing to Eastern Washington, and so we get there, boom. And uh, but the funny story is, before I even get there, I almost they had like uh. They had like a position battle with me, so they're trying to figure out what position I would play. Since you know, I couldn't really play running back in high coming out of high school no more. You know, I was, I'm a lanky guy. You know, they 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 see me as more like a dynamic. So, mm-hmm. um, coach do ended up winning that battle, and I ended up switching to receiver in college. So that was the thing. That's where the hard part comes in. I was eager to play receiver at the time because you know in high school I always asked Coach Corey, you know. Let me get a couple receiver reps in the game, this and <laughs> yeah. that, and he would just never let me. Sometimes, so I was you know eager for the new position change, but I didn't truly realize what I was walking into at first. You know how much of how much of playing receiver was so different, and at the time it was like it was like I was still in like that 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 basketball mode kind of when I got on campus, like like okay, like man, this is actually like this is actually football. Like, I'm actually playing real football right now. Mm-hmm. So I want to say the first, first 2018, first year was kind of rough. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of rough just due to the fact because, you know, when you get to college, like, you're not the guy no more. You know, it's kind of like you're starting from scratch again. You know, everybody's a guy where they came from. So you're trying to figure out what you can do to separate yourself from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And what it was was – the first couple of things I had to figure out was my my technique and my IQ for the game as a receiver. And due to the fact that I play running back, I had to I had to truly put in the extra, extra work to try and close the gap with everybody else. And so what truly helped me out was uh was scout team. So, you know, twenty eighteen we had a national championship team and, you know, our defense, we probably had the best defense in the FCS around the time and, you know, I feel like that helped me out uh, going through that season because on scout team, you know, I had the opportunity to go against guys like Josh Lewis and Delondo Tucker and Zuzi Webster and those type of guys. I was like all conference, you know, all American caliber 
DBs and you know once we got to once we got to practice they wasn't gonna take it light you know even if I was just a freshman you know they realized and they seen the talent in me so you know they never hold they never hold it back but they let me know you know you can't play this game you know you can't play this position you know but it's gonna take work so um, scout team played played a huge huge role in the growth of my game because. At that time, I was trying to figure out, you know, who who can I who can I copy my game after, you know, who can I take notes after. So, mm-hmm. I used to watch guys like uh, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams. You know, I used to watch them guys, and then I'll go out there and try to mimic their moves, and that was my way of trying to learn the receiver position and my way of trying to learn the game. So as time went on, uh, I started getting better at it, and I started gaining a little more confidence in it, and you know. Once, uh, I want to say once 2019 hit and Coach Pack came, I want to say, I want to say that's when, that's when it's like, that's when, that's when everything just skyrocketed when he got here. And one of the first things he said to me when we first met was, um, he said, you know, when a, when a, when a, when a passionate coach and a, and a highly talented player, you know, meet, you know, some great things can happen, you know, between the two and, I feel like that's pretty much what it was between, you know, me and Coach Pat. You know, he seen I had the natural potential for it and Coach Pat, he he was basically a guru for the game. He had he had a passion for the game like no other and that was just the way we connected and Coach Pat was a true competitor just like me and so you know, whatever whatever he said I was gonna follow to a T. And I feel like just just by doing that he like took my game to a level that I never thought I could take it in. You know, even though that he's gone, I feel like, you know, he's groomed me into the athlete that I am now to where I can carry that type of work ethic without him now. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can be able to lead the receiver room now and the guys in our room. And so that's what it, that's that's really what it comes down to. So 2019, um, I want to say that's when I got a little bit better. You know, I had my first year, my first full, I played my first full season. So I actually got my feet wet as a full-time receiver and, you know, me being the competitor that I am and with the goals that I have, you know, I was kind of I was kind of impatient at first early on, and I didn't really you know I didn't really understand it at first, and you know I didn't have the season that I wanted to have my uh, redshirt freshman year, but that's just because you know I hold myself to a high standard all the time, and I hold my gameplay to a high standard, so you know. Um, I told Coach Pat, you know, this is, you know, I told him like this is this is the type the type of season that's gonna happen, you know, ever again. So I just started, you know, just just working every single day, just day in and day out. I think that's when, you know, the the switch the uh, the flip the switch just you know just flipped for mm-hmm. me. Like my my work ethic just skyrocketed. Like I was just I was going outside, dang there every single day, just doing everything I can in my power to get better than I've ever could and to maximize all the all the time I can before the season started. So that's when it was like my goal was to be ten times better than I was after every single season. That's what you're gonna look like, you know. When when the coaches look on film, they're gonna notice you're a completely different player than what you was before then. And that was just my goal, you know, what can I do? What can I do to be ten times better than what I was? And that was just me just being relentless and truly finding ways to truly better my game, whether it was me honing in on my skill set or me honing in on the IQ of the game. It was just it was just me having like that determination to get better. 
because you know I want to I want to leave a legacy here. You know, not every guy goes to college and truly wants to be great or truly wants to leave something great. You know, and that's just and that was just me growing up. Like I never wanted to be that guy. That I was just you know, when he left high school, it was just he disappeared, or you know, you never you never uh, you never hear about him again, or he's just another name in the wind kind of guy. You know, I've always grown up. I always wanted to be the kid to you know, be remembered forever or, you know, leave that lasting impression, you know, and that's how it is. And that's how it is with me in sports. And that's how I always want to be, you know, when it's time to put down the, when it's time to put down the cleats, you know, I want to be remembered for something, you know, at my high school, at Eastern Washington and, you know, God willingly, you know, in the, at the next level in the NFL, like I want to, I want to just keep growing and keep getting better and better and better. And, you know, that's just, that's just a goal of mine until it's over. You know, and I think that's what's that's what's helped me throughout my career, even up until this point. Like, I was I'm never satisfied. You know, I'm always thinking there's I'm always thinking of ways to get better. I'm always thinking of ways of how I can keep climbing. You know, what can I do? What can I do to get better than I was last year? And mm-hmm. I think Coach Pat truly helped me with that because he's true. He's seen he's seen the the he's seen like I wanted to be great. And he's seen how impatient I was for that greatness, but he helped me realize, you know, greatness, it takes time. And greatness is one step at a time. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. And it's not just going to happen at the snap of your fingers. So you got to be willing to be patient and you got to be willing to work for it and day in and day out. And you got to be willing to understand that there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs, but you just got to know, you just got to, you just got to stay laser focused no matter what, you know, and that's what and that's what I did. I just stayed laser focused and I stayed just I stayed at it even through the injuries that I've had. I just I just realized, you know, like I gotta remember the end goal in mind, you know, I can't focus on the problems right now. I just gotta focus on finding a solution. So whenever something did go wrong, it was like I was never gonna dwell on it. You know, I was gonna try to figure something out, you know, and that's what it's all about, trying to figure it out and trying to solve the problem. So yeah, so I'm going to say 2019, 2019, it went all right. And then I want to say COVID hit. And I want to say that's kind of when the curve kind of hit. Like we had about six to seven months of, you know, of training and stuff before our actual uh, fall camp started or whatever, because they kept saying, you know, our season was going to start in the 2021 fall or the 2020 fall or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and you know, um, it never started. So... Knowing me, I actually, you know, I took that time like, okay, like, it's either like you can, you can look, you can look completely different in the next six to seven months as an athlete if, you know, you use this time well. Like you have six to seven months now to get as get as good as you can possibly be before the season starts, you know. So I kind of seen it as a blessing in disguise, you know. I seen it as an opportunity for me to really see how see how far my game can grow now even more. Mm-hmm. Now that the season got pushed back, you know, got pushed back into the springtime now. So those six or seven months, I didn't see it as, you know, oh, I'm going to take these couple months off and then I'm going to start working. No, I seen it as these six or seven months, I'm going to squeeze out almost every single day that I got to get better. And that was my mindset, like, okay, what can you look like in the next six or seven months from now? From here to now, what what can you look like right when the season starts and that was my main goal. Like, let's see how good you can really get in the course of these next couple months. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I challenged myself and 
you know, I pushed myself to see to see like how 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 good I can get before the COVID season started. So uh, six to seven months went by, and um, you know, I just I just drowned myself in hours of just work, just going outside, just. Sometimes it was to a point I wasn't even keeping track of how many days I was going outside. I was just waking up and just going outside. Like, <laughs> it was just starting to become a routine, and it started in twenty nine, right after twenty nineteen. Like the routine I've had and that work ethic I had, you know, started way back then. And it's just things are just starting to come into fruition now. But it's like, you know, you can't stay satisfied. You got to keep digging. So that's what happened. And um, going into the COVID year. And, you know, that was pretty much, you know, I was a little more mature now in my game. Mm -hmm. I was a little more experienced and things like that. And, you know, I felt a little more confident out there. So when we had those seven games, it was like, I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of when, you know, I feel like, you know, my game kind of took off right after I got to play all those games and got to experience and really go out there and actually be a receiver and actually work on all the things that I trained for those six or seven months and actually bring those into fruition in the yeah. game and, you know, see, actually see it working. And that's when the confidence starting to come, like, man, like your confidence truly doesn't come from your talent or if you're blessed or not, you know, that's not where your confidence truly comes from. Your confidence, it comes from your work ethic and yeah. your preparation, you know, as a true competitor, that's where it should come from all the time or else you're just having fake confidence. And that's what it was like, yeah, I knew I was naturally talented, but my real confidence was coming from all the hours that I put in, you know, in the off season to get where I'm at now. That's where my true confidence comes from when I play out there. And so those whole sixty seven games I just I just felt like, you know, I just kinda like I just kinda shot up. And then after that I kinda seen like, okay, like, you know, I feel like I can actually like do this at the next level. I think going into this year, like, I had a little confidence in myself, you know, whether or not I can play at the next level in this position, but I think after that spring COVID year kind of showed me like, you know, if you just keep working, you know, you can play at the next level, but it's going to take work. So that that summer I took advantage of it and I was just the same thing again. You know, I was just going outside day in and day out, doing the same thing over and over and over again. And that's one of the things Pat taught me was, um, you know, that's what you got to do, especially as a receiver in the game of football. You got to rep those same movements over and over and over again to get the best out of yourself. And if you want to separate yourself from everybody, you got to do the little things first, you know, before you can do all the fancy stuff. And that's what he taught me. So um, he probably, I had like, I had like six, I had like about six sets of drills that I would do, just six sets of drills that I would strictly do day in and day out that he had shown me. And I still do those same drills today. Like, they may be a little tweaked, maybe, you know, because now I know what I'm doing and now I know what I want to get out of it. But I do the same six or sets of drills that he told me two years ago because I've learned that in order to get 1% better, you have to work on those same things every single day because you can't get better switching things up every single day or else you're never going to master whatever you're trying to master. Mm -hmm. In order to master your craft, you got to be willing to work on the basics day in and day out, day in and day out, and not switching it up. Because he told me, like, how can you get good at something if you keep changing something up? You're never going to learn it or you're never going to master it. And, you know, at first I just see, I was seeing these, all these dudes doing all seven on seven stuff on Instagram. <laughs> and, you know, because I'm trying to find drills to get good at. And, you know, I was always switching drills up thinking I was getting better that way. But 
I really wasn't. I was just out there conditioning. Then once I started seeing that it's working, like, okay, these same simple drills, even though they're tedious, they're actually working. Like, even though sometimes they can get annoying because you're doing it every day, you got to still remember the end goal, though. Everything's a process, you know? And that's what I remembered. Every single time I got tired of doing it, I was like, okay, like, you know, this is a process, you know? Sometimes you are going to get tired of it, but you just got to keep repping it and repping it and repping it and repping it, you know? And... That's what I did, and next thing you know, for example, like I had a hard time, I had a hard time being a route runner, getting in and out of my breaks and things like that. So, uh, Coach Pat showed me a few sets of drills to use, and that was just simple drills that you can go outside and do every day without you know burning yourself out. And that's what I learned. I, I learned to work hard but work smart at the same time. You know, other guys they want to do you know a whole bunch of drills and stuff like that and burn themselves out, but you know, he's taught me a smart way of being able to work smart and work longer. So that's what I did. I was just repping those same couple steps day in and day out, day in and day out, day in and day out. And next thing you know, over the course of the season, we can start seeing on film like my route running starting to, starting to look a lot better. I'm starting to get in and out of my breaks a lot cleaner. I'm looking more efficient. And, and so... Um, you know, once you start, like, once you get a taste of, like, that success and, like, you know, that growth, you know, you kind of, like, get that feeling, like, you know, you want more, like, you want to you get another feeling of that, so that's what it is. Now it's like, man, what can I do to keep going? And so that was the thing, you know, my goal was to be an all-conference, you know, player, and at first, you know, it seemed like, it seemed like, like, man, it seemed like kind of impossible, like, with the skill set that I was at at the time, but, um, I was just like, you know, like Coach Pat says, you know, it takes what it takes and you gotta be willing to go to you gotta be willing to go to length, you know, if you want if you really wanna achieve your dreams and that's what I did and next thing you know, I was ended I ended up getting my first off conference during COVID during the COVID year. And so I was like, Okay, like, okay, let's see, let's see if I can let's see if I can do it again. Like, that's a challenge. Like being great means can you do it over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. for a long period of time, you know, and that was a thing. And I was like, okay, let me challenge myself now. So um, we had the 2021 season going into fall, and, you know, the season was going good, and then, boom, I suffered a uh, – well, let me rewind. I suffered a foot injury in the spring, yeah. you know, um, at the end of the season, towards the end of the season going into playoffs. Um, you know, I was doing really well. The season was going great. I was playing good, and then boom, um, I ended up breaking my foot. So, uh, you know, if we go into playoffs, and, you know, that was kind of tough to watch because, you know, just watch you guys out there, you know, not <laughs> me not being able to do nothing out there. So I was just like, you know, dang, like, you know, this actually, like, sucks just not being out here. And, you know, me and Coach Pat talked, and it was like, you know, things are going to happen. You know, this is just this is just a part of it. You know, it's just now it's a matter of what are you gonna do about it. You know, and that's what it was like. Was I gonna sit here and just you know mope that I'm injured and I can't do nothing, or am I gonna get up and do something about it? Like, am I gonna get up and try to bounce back? Am I mm-hmm. gonna get up, you know, and keep going like I said I was? And you know, I told him, you know, I still got I still got some goals I needed I needed to achieve. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have time to be moping and. So uh, I ended up, you know, working hard, you know, rehabbing my foot and things like that. And um, I ended up playing in the fall. And going into the fall, you know, 
it went pretty good. You know, we was putting up numbers, we was setting records, and mm-hmm. you know, we was we was doing our thing. And then um, I want to say in Southern Utah, uh, I suffered a collarbone injury. You know, I fractured my collarbone, so now I'm thinking like, like man, this is just you know, I just can't catch a break <laughs> with a couple of these, with a couple of these things, and um, and so you know. I just have to have that one percent mindset, like, okay, yeah. Fred, like, you know, what can you do now? Now it's time to figure out what can you do to get back to the field ASAP. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, and I feel like that's what it was, like the mindset that I have and the drive that I have is what carries me, you know, through the adversity, then things like that. Because if you don't have like that drive or that willpower, you know, to keep going then, you know, you're not gonna last long. And that was and that's what it was, especially in the game of football. Football's full of injuries. You don't know when you're, when you're gonna pop one, mm-hmm. and so you just gotta be you just gotta be knowing that at any moment out there it could be your last play. So that's why I always say like you know never take things for granted and always make the most of all your opportunities. So and that's what it was. I still have I still had an opportunity to play the game. You know I still had an opportunity to have a season, and that's what I was, that's all I was waiting for. Like all I needed was a chance, you know and. And I had the chance to still come back and play in the 2021 fall, you know, regardless of the foot injury. And I took that chance and, you know, I felt like, you know, it paid its dividends in the end, you know, this season, you know. And um, I just feel like, you know, you just got to keep that same mindset regardless of the successes and achievements that you have. You know, you can never be satisfied, you know. There's always something higher that you can achieve, especially as especially as an athlete. And that's my mindset, you know. And like I told you earlier, like, you know, every athlete reaches their peak, right? You know, they say every athlete reaches their peak. But my mindset, my thinking is, like, you know, I don't ever, you know, want to reach my peak in a way. I just want to keep getting better and keep getting better and keep getting better, you know, until until the game's done with me or I'm done with the game. You know, that's just my mindset. And. I feel like that. I wake up every day and that gives me that drive to keep going and to keep pushing it each and every day, regardless of whether you know I get my goals or not. It's like, am I getting better? Was I better than I was yesterday, or was I better than I was last week? And just having that mindset and trying to chase that perfection, even though we will never reach that perfection, but just trying to chase it, I think, would give me the advantage over a lot of other people, you know, because. It's just giving. It's just knowing the fact that even though I know I won't be perfect, but I know just as long as I'm chasing it, it's gonna give me the advantage of being better than whoever is trying to chase their dreams and goals. You know, and yeah, that's just how I see it. So, you know, we did good in the 2021 season. I I did pretty good, but you know, I'm trying to get better. You know, in this season, I'm trying to be ten times better than I was last season, and that should always be the goal. You should never want to be in the same place and. That's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to challenge myself and see, you know, what can I do to get 10 times better? What can I do to to improve my game and take my game to a whole nother level this year than when I was last year, you know? And with them looking on film, like, okay, yeah, this is a completely different athlete than he was last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, the whole my whole career up until now is just, you know, it's been it's been a journey. You know, it's been a journey, and, you know, I'm grateful for the journey, though, because that's what it's all about, because I don't think, you know, I'll be the person I am today 
you know, from the beginning without those without those little obstacles and little bumps in the road, you know, that I've had throughout my career and throughout, you know, my years here at Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it helped me it helped me become the man that I am today compared to who I was walking into Eastern Washington. You know, and I'm and I'll forever be grateful for those opportunities and I'm forever grateful for those adversities that I've gone through. Because now it's like, you know, I think I think back and look back on it like like man, like going through those tough times really helped. And it really taught me a lot of things and that's the thing, you can always learn something from the challenges and obstacles that you go through just, you know, in life in general. And then not realize that in sports. Mm-hmm. So so it was like, you know, I've been grown a little bit, matured a little bit, got a little smarter, you know, but still got, you know, a lot more growing to do. But that's the thing I look forward to, though, you know, because that's the only way you're going to get better. So you should always welcome the challenges in life and the obstacles in life and things like that because, you know, that's where the progression is at. And having, having, you know, like I said, having Coach Pat there and helping me realize that really, truly helped because back then I was just so impatient as an athlete, so impatient, but I was so passionate though. So, mm. you know, it was hard for, I, you know, it was hard for me to uh, not hold myself to that high standard when I didn't meet that standard. It was like, I would get down on myself so much, so much, but he helped me realize, he helped me realize a lot and helped me realize, you know, greatness is truly in the process. It's not in the results. Greatness is truly in the process and it's in the moment of what we do each and every day. When we do reach that greatness, that's where it's at. It's in this, it's in the now, not in the future or not in the past. You know, it's kind of like you know, be where your feet are. Yeah, be where your feet are. Where your feet always, are. always, always be in the moment. That's what I remember. Always be in the moment. If you can always be in the moment, then you can truly maximize every opportunity. You know that that stands in front of you at all times. But just always be in the moment, and you know that's what I always remember with Coach Patches. You know, just focus on the moment, focus on the now. Don't worry about nothing else. Don't worry about nothing else. And doing, listening to those, listening to those words really helped me a lot, just as an athlete. Yeah. As an athlete and, you know, as a man. And so, you know, I'm going to still stick to those and, you know, try to hopefully, you know, we can, we can, you know, carry those on to the young guys that come up in our group, you know, because, you know, in our room in the DVK, it's a standard. You know, we all hold each other to that standard. And so, you know, I think that's what it was. It was just holding ourselves to a standard. We just wanted to get better and just wanted to have that determination to get better because not everybody has that. Even if, you know, if you're in college and you do play a sport, not everybody has that determination to be great. Mm-hmm. So when you do, it's like when you do have that determination, when you do meet somebody that does have that same type of passion that you have, you know, like, you know, hang on to them because you're going to get better and they're going to get better. And that's what you want in life, to better each other, you know, inspire each other to get better. So I would say, man, just make the most of your opportunities, you know, count your blessings, you know, and always, always, always think about getting 1% better each and every day. And if you can stick to those three things, then you give yourself a big chance at success, you know? Mm-hmm. No, well, well said. That's uh, that was good. I asked you one question, then you 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 said the whole thing, so it's cool. I uh, 
No, Fred. Fred's not. You're not. You're not lying. Like uh, about the work ethic, everything in the middle school. So Fred. Fred lives at Eagle Point. Eagle Point is right next to this middle school field and uh, the sanctuary. Yeah, you know, and that, I like to call it. <laughs> that's where that's where he he goes. And I I kind of came in around the time, um, right around the end of that 2019, the time that off season that he's talking about where. Uh, he, he was just finishing up his COVID work and stuff. And the first time I met him, I was driving with Coach Pat, and we picked him up. And I had already heard a lot about Freddie, of course, uh, from Coach Pat. But this that literally, I'm pretty sure that night, the first night I got there, I walked from the dorms all the way to the, the middle school. And we got we got our first little session in. And, you know, first of many, and it's crazy even to think about it now, we're kind of – they're coming to a close here in your senior year. I haven't even thought of that about that, but Man. a lot, a lot of what I have to owe, who I've become as a receiver, is, came from, from Fred and stuff. So it's really cool for you guys to hear the way he thinks, and um, you know I've talked about it with him before in front of a couple of recruits, but I really do appreciate everything you did for me, Fred, for real. And uh, yeah, no doubt, um, you know we're continuing on trying to. Um, and like he said, we try to pass it to the young guys here and just take that. You can take that any anywhere in your in your life, wherever you're at. Like, create a new standard for the group that you're in. Like the associations I talked about, it can be a friend group, wherever you're you're working at, um, or playing at. Raise a standard because we all hold each other to that. And and Fred, I know Fred would say this too. Like, there's times where he sees Efton or Trey or me getting that extra work, and it's like, shoot, I gotta be getting my extra. You know what I mean? Like we we push each other. And it, it's all from a place of love and creation. Um, l- last question here. Mm-hmm. What, is, uh, what does it mean to make it happen to you? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to make it happen? To me, what it means, what it means to make it happen is basically, you know, like we talked about, to make it happen is kind of like doing whatever you can, necessary, doing whatever you can in your power, whether you know, you have the resources or not, or whether you have the support or not, just having that willpower to truly make it happen. And in my mind, because, you know, I've seen it a couple of times on your social medias and things like that, you know, I actually thought about, like, man, make it happen. It's like, man, having that determination to truly push through, you know, and truly push through and make it happen. And, you know, that's what I believe is what it means, you know, having that strong willpower to keep going. So, yeah. All right, this has been the Make It Happen podcast with myself, Nolan Ulm. Go give Freddie a follow on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Mississippi State has now become my favorite SEC football team, so go follow them this year, see how Freddie does, and then ultimately, I'm so excited to see what Freddie does at the next level and how that ends up panning out for him. I know it's going to be great, so I appreciate you guys tuning in. Rate, review, share this around. When you write a review or when you share it around, it helps this thing grow. It helps me get even better guests on incredible guests it helps me make the quality of this better and then ultimately more people make it happen and that's what we're all about so i appreciate you guys keep making it happen out